0: Welcome to the NS9 Post Game Show. I'm your host, Anthony DiNardo. With me, we have Neil. What's going on, Neil? We have a Pirates victory to talk about tonight.
1: We do. There's been a lot
0: of them recently. There has been, hasn't there? Why have changed change your pace? It's, uh, it's pleasant, I'll tell you what. Especially for being the end of the season now since September, these postgame shows have been rather pleasant themselves too.
1: Yeah, usually it's a bit of a slog at the end of the season. Like, uh, can we please get the season over with? But, you know... They've made August and you September a lot more enjoyable.
0: Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I I you can't I speak on last last year September too. As
1: someone who watched yeah. almost all those games, I think I can speak on them. Like I That's I wasn't weird. on the show, but I was the sicko who was watching.
0: But at least you got to turn off the game and then forget about it. You didn't That's have to true. relive it again for another 30 minutes. <laughs> but no, honestly, the Pirates win tonight. They beat the Nationals five to one. Uh actually, I mean a good game. There was good pitching. There was good defense. There was good hitting Eh. locks hits everywhere. I mean, just offense was abundant. Like it's only five runs, but offense was still pretty abundant. It's a good game to see.
1: Yeah, I'll push back a little bit on the offense because when you strand that many runners and you hit that poorly if runners in scoring position, like it usually bad stuff happens, but no there we had some good stuff happen today. And I think especially the pitching and the defense part was was the real star of the show.
0: Yeah, that's totally fair. Um, it's not often you get to speak and and talk highly and praise the Pirates So I was yeah. trying to go a little bit that <laughs> route, but that's fine. You'll know, bring us back, bring us back to reality. Talk about the the men in scoring position. I get it. Yes, that happened quite a bit. I also understand that. But uh, like we're talking about, I mean, the Pirates did have eleven hits, ten walks, right? Yeah, twenty-one base yeah. runners, and they only scored five runs. Like I get that, but the Pirates yeah. won five it- to one.
1: But it's still a Pirates, but I don't want to take away from that. Um, you know, I, I, There was definitely at one point in the game where was like, oh, we're going to lose like three to two because we keep stranding everyone. And we didn't. Uh, we, we kept grinding and the pitching was completely dominant today, which, you know, if you told me that um, Ryan Barucki and Bailey Falter were being locked down pitchers for us in 2023, I would
0: have called you a liar. <laughs> I would have called you worse. <laughs> <laughs> but you're right. And that's the thing really insane. Walter Falter pitched well today. Uh, you know, Falter goes by, I'm sorry, six full innings, four hits, one earned run, four strikeouts, one walk. I mean, it was a solid performance by him. Slider, curveball heavy, had the four-seamer a little bit. Uh, he's I don't know how to label him, other than like he's he's performed.
1: Yeah, he's performed um, since
0: being with the Pirates.
1: He has, um, you know, it's hard to gauge just because you don't know how many innings you can really like, realistically expect from him. Because like he'll have days like this where he'll go six, and other days where he'll go three and two thirds, and he's kind of like an Andre Jackson style appearance. Um, but no, I, I think his ERA is like solidly in three point five range since joining the Pirates. And he's giving us innings, and you know, he, he, he is playing for a rotation spot, like it is wide open next year. Like, we have like there's no competition for that fifth stop at the moment, but he is uh, he's putting himself out there as like a viable back end of a rotation guy. I don't know if he's anything more than that, I don't think the stuff is good enough for that, but like, he's been he's been pretty good,
0: yeah, for sure. Um, you know, talking about his pitch mix today. I mean, we know he has his limitations on that fastball, if you want to call it fastball. Maybe <laughs> ironically a fastball. It's it's a ball that goes up yeah. the plate most of the time. Yeah, I mean, he was averaging 90.5 on it today. But again, we know that's pretty much where he is. Yes, the extension, I get it. But, I mean, no swing and misses on it at all. The slider and curveball look pretty good. There was some swing and miss there. Um, The other thing about this, too, I mean, you don't want to knock people, right? But, like, this is a pretty bad Nationals offense. Yeah. It, it is what it is. Like, it, it's a bad offense. But, I mean, hey, there's this is the team that scored a bunch of runs on the Pirates yesterday. So, and with that mm. said, they were able to go in and capitalize today. Pirates scored some runs. They shut them down. But, yeah, I mean, Falter, he did his job today. And that's what I'm saying. Like, I don't know if I'm quite intrigued by Falter, right, in his stuff. But he has gotten the, jo- the job done since being a Pirate.
1: I would say that he has done enough as a pirate to consider me intrigued. Um, You know, I I, I just... There's honestly, like, a bit of calm when he takes the mound. And, like, you know, he'll go up his runs. Like, I think his outing against the Cubs is pretty bad. But, like, there's never really been a whole lot of situations where Bailey Falter's been on the mound, and I've been, like, terrified. And I can't say that for a lot of Pirates pitchers this year.
0: That's fair. Yeah, he's- I'm actually looking up uh, him right now, like you mentioned with those, because you're right. You know, there hasn't been so many outings where he's blown up, but at the same sense, there's there hasn't been a whole lot of outings where he's gone too deep into the game either. Like, if that makes sense. Like, it's like Andre Jackson. Yeah. Effect. Like, Andre Jackson looks great for two, three innings, but he put up over six, and you're thinking, okay, well, he's not a starter. And I feel like Falter kind of borderline that. I mean, I know he goes farther than Andre Jackson, but. I'm just trying to look up here, but at any rate, I mean today he did go six and pitched very <laughs> effective. In yeah, games. and and like uh,
1: that's the weird thing is like I don't know why Bailey Falter doesn't go further in other games. Like I I don't pretend to be like an expert. I don't know what's going on with him. I don't know how they're managing his pitch limit, but like it seems like he can handle six innings like around that ninety pitch range like pretty consistently. But we seem pretty hesitant to let him do that
0: and that happened today like he did go six but it was also only 67 pitches like first off super efficient yeah but to your point you could see him maybe going more than six innings like in this outing you know Mm. he only took 67 pitches to get through uh full six yeah but yeah like looking his previous starts you know with the pirates he's only gone over five innings this is now his third time Mm -hmm. we have Four, four, five, one, six, four, two, three, two, three, two, and then today's six. So, and he's been pretty efficient most of the times before him as well. But that's mm-hmm. kind of what you get when you have a guy that throws strikes. <laughs> so, like, I'll give him credit for that. Like, he does throw strikes. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, but yeah, like that's that's a good point too. Like, when you're in this situation, the Pirates have been using like this opener and falter coming in to you know continue the game. He's like the pseudo starter in that sense. But like, he's not really giving this team innings, and that's why I'm also kind of hesitant as well. Yeah. Because, you know, if you're only going through the lineup maybe twice, I don't know how intrigued I can be with the limitations you have, like how how effective you really are as a starter. Mm. So that's why I'm kind of hesitant to really push my chips in on Billy Falter.
1: Yeah, I But again,
0: Like, so far to date, like, I don't have really any complaints about him. Yeah. He's pitched effective, and he's helped this Pirates team win games, which we talked – we opened this show that they're doing, they're winning baseball games.
1: They are winning. But yeah, I mean, I mean, like I guess like, and I think I've said this before, but like, I really don't hate the idea of using him like as a piggybacker with like an Andre Jackson or Thomas Hatch like as like an actual rotation piece. However, you want to carve that up. Like, because even if you only want Andre Jackson going two winnings or Thomas Hatch only going to winnings and Bailey falter gives you that four or five, like that gets you through, the majority of the game every five days, you know, and it's not the best way of doing it. It's not the most efficient, but like considering we're a team that only employs two starters right now, and we're not going to spend big on starting pitching next year in the off season, even though we did have someone in person to see Yamamoto's um, no hitter, you know, it, it's, I think it's not a bad, it's not a bad way to go compared to other options.
0: Yeah, I I mean I agree to the extent of like I don't hate I am intrigued the word chat's gonna love it by Andre Jackson, but again I I'm, I'm not in the sense of like he is a starting pitcher I'm intrigued in the fact oh, that I know. think he's a major leaguer and mm-hmm. he could be like an effective reliever or like this role you're talking of, you know yeah. and so like if you're using this one time in the rotation maybe not the end of the world. But, like, we don't need three of them. That's kind of the issue we're at right now. I, I but, agree with that. <laughs> But at yeah. any rate. Yeah, I mean, like,
1: Andre Jackson's the best of, like, those, like, middle relief guys, I think. Yeah. And I think it really shows whenever they try to make Andre Jackson go more than two or three innings, mm-hmm. just how unsuited he is to be a starter.
0: Right. But, so, like, like, if you're going that route with Falter and such, I, I don't hate it. Um. But at any rate, and again, like today is giving you those reasons why you might be interested or intrigued or, you know, curious for what he is for next year. Yeah. You know, 67 pitches, six innings, one run game. Mm. Alter did a, a great job today helping the Bucks win. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, as far as pitching goes, outstanding job by, by Falter today against the Nationals. Uh, and like honestly, the rest of the bullpen did their job as well. I mean, Carmen Bajinski yeah. comes in. Um, not the best outing from him, but again, doing his job. I mean, got no got bailed out
1: by um <laughs> the best worst baseball player you've ever seen <laughs> on this <laughs> on the planet.
0: <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> but uh and then Horderman comes in, does the job, Barucky comes in, does the job. Like you said, Baruchy and Falter. Who who would think at September of twenty three that's what we're talking about? Yeah. I I don't like Ryan Brucky. I hated, hated, hated that addition when it happened. What are you doing? And then they called him up and I said, What are you doing? And (laughs) here he is, 297 ERA on the season. Ryan Brucky, ladies and
1: gentlemen. Yeah. The the slider spam is just ridiculous. Um, Like, you you know, it, it kind of defies rationale just how. Effective, he's been considering his past, yes. Um, like, like last year, he was his very near past, yeah. Like last year, he was just so bad, and now he's... this year, he was so bad, <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, I guess it was just 297 ERA includes his before his pirate stint.
0: Uh, yes, that is for the season,
1: okay. Yeah, so I mean, he's been pretty locked down, and I can't believe I'm saying that because I, I hated it too. I, I did not want Ryan Baraki anywhere near this team, and I also didn't want Angel Perdomo anywhere near this team. So maybe um, Oscar Marin's talent is just fixing washed-up left-handed relievers.
0: It could be, and we discussed that a little bit. That's why like, I'm giving them a little more rope on some things, like with the Jacksons and the Hatches and such with the Brookies because there has been some success with these guys that you fellows cast By the way, just kind of interject, it, it, he actually has only pitched for the Pirates in the majors this year. Oh, Rocky. darn, his time <laughs> with the Cubs was all minor leagues when it was talked terrible. So that 297 also is with the Pirates, but um, but yeah, you know, that's why I'm giving a little bit of rope because again, like these guys have been pretty decent when they came over when you thought there was really nothing to them. Brocky mm-hmm. uh, probably being like the main person of that, but yeah, you know, again, like he, he came in did his job. If you're talking about any of these guys. As far as next year, I mean, Baraki has absolutely earned his opportunity to be in the bullpen next year, especially yeah. as a lefty. Regardless of being a lefty, he's earned, earned it. it. Any army throws it and, out.
1: And it's a long way. I think I said a slip before, but like, it's a long way coming since the beginning of the year when we had one lefty on the 40 man and he was a rule five pick.
0: So, yeah, like, because the other lefty apparently exists. So we just yeah. don't know where <laughs> Carlene Garcia is. Hey.
1: You can grip a baseball now. We're, we're making process.
0: <laughs> Great. <laughs> Just in time for the offseason. <laughs> but uh, you're right. You're right. And so that's that's a big part. You know, like the one thing I've – not the one thing, but like so, certainly something I've pounded the table on this year is, like when you look at the Orioles and how they found success. I mean, of course, they've had talent out of the ass coming up to the minors to get there, right? But like yeah. what they've done a really, really, really good job at and, like, and you look at last year, how you can kind of put a team together but solidify it to the next level is they've built a really good bullpen that came from virtually nothing, piece, piece, piece it all together by DFA waiver. So maybe the Pirates are on to that. And again, we know it's not happening this year, but like, if next year they're going to model some sort of like 2022 Orioles run. This is gonna be a big piece of that. And you know, as we keep talking time and time again, you're starting to squint and see a bit of that. Yeah. So right? yeah, I mean, again, the, the guys we talked about today with uh Baruchy and Holderman and Majinski, mm. they look good today and they've been looking pretty decent all, all year. Yeah, and like and
1: something about the pirates, like when they were actually good, like in you know, like in the playoff years, like the offense never really like lit the world on fire. Like it was a good, it was a competent offense, but like what really carried us is the fact that once the game hit the seventh inning, it was over.
0: Yeah. Like, the, yeah. The,
1: the, if if the pirates were leading in the seventh inning, you weren't winning the game. The bullpen was that good. And, you know, when you start seeing Holderman like come out of a shell and like Bednar built Bednar's Bednar, you know, you, you can start piecing together your seventh eighth and ninth inning guys and that would be huge because that really steals you some wins that you really don't deserve but what something the pirates desperately
0: need if they want to be good (laughs) yeah for sure so pitching looked good let's get to the offense here because again the offense there's a lot of it again we know the scoring wasn't all the way there yeah (laughs) but there was a lot of offense hits everywhere walks everywhere um i mean it, it broke the first inning went by very efficient, again, pitching both sides. But it, it breaks open the second inning. Indy Rodriguez walks. And then, lo and behold, Joshua Palacios comes up the bat, hits a monster home run, breaks open the scoring, 2-0 Pirates, all thanks to Joshua Palacios, Palacios. And, man, I don't know what to tell you. I mean, it goes 410, 107.5 off the bat. We know he has raw power. I don't know if I need to go, you know, keep pounding this, but it's like Joshua Palacios makes you talk every time he's on the field. Yeah. <laughs> he might be the most <laughs> interesting player there is. <laughs> yeah. Probably. Like,
1: it makes no sense because, like, the guy is not a very good fielder. He's not particularly fast. He doesn't look impressive at the plate 90% of the time. And then he just pulls stuff like this out of, thin air like you know he is I I have no idea what to make of him
0: because like you see
1: stuff like this like you said the raw power is there and he is a fun player you don't know how rosterable he really is though unless like you see him as like a fourth outfielder next year
0: I also don't want any this slander about him not being a good defender because did you not see that outfield assist at home also I mean Yes, I did. <laughs> That's so. why he's so, so. <laughs> interesting for all the reasons. Because you are correct. We've seen that defense in the outfield <laughs> and how poor it looks. And then he goes off and does something like that today. I mean, today was just one of those games where Joshua Palacios was amazing. Yeah. Joshua Palacios had two hits today, right? He went two for, yeah, five. Two for four with a walk. That home run. Outfield assisted home. I mean, mm-hmm. the dude, just a baller. Until he sometimes is the complete opposite. When he is on, he
1: is the best player on the field. When he is off, you wonder how he made his way to
0: a major league roster. It's fascinating. <laughs> this this might be the best way to put it. Yeah, <laughs> uh, as Mark even said, Jim says he's the most electric bad baseball player I've ever watched, and that's prob That's that's the way to find him. Like again, I hate. I feel like we just we hate on him so much when he does well, but it's like, you want to put it in like perspective, but there's coming to a point where like, I'm kind of tired of putting in perspective because he keeps doing this to us, but yeah. like, he's not a good baseball player, but yet he is electrifying. Like he does <laughs> some really good things on some really big spots and has some electrifying moments. And like, that's what Josh Posso is. And that's why he's like, so polarizing. I, I don't know.
1: The anti-Sewinski almost.
0: <laughs> I guess. Yeah, because like, you know,
1: Sawinski, it's fu- has the raw numbers like Josh Palacio, Joshua Palacios doesn't. But like, I, I don't know. I feel like you see a lot more clutch hitting from a, a Palacios than you do with Jack Winskey.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I just I don't know. You you love the dude. He, yeah. he seems like an awesome guy. He's the oh, guy yeah. you're you're going to pull for.
1: Yeah, like he—he is like he's like the main protagonist of like that underdog movie story.
0: Yeah, this, un- this, uh, this
1: unheard of guy getting a second chance in the big leagues, and he's just coming up and hitting these bombs and clutch situations. And
0: right, he you're, is you're that control. guy, and you want to root for him. And he's funny, He gives these moments. But then, like once it times, once it comes time to fill out your roster for the postseason, and you see him on there. You're thinking, oh man, what are you doing? <laughs> You know like what we're talking about like no we're trying to win the game no yeah. roster Palacios there's other guys that are are good and better but at any rate again just get back to this like he he opens the scoring there's the home run and like I'm not gonna say it pours because again the runs were seldom but the offense again like just kind of took off I mean hits around you look at the lineup overall again we had a they had 11 hits Hayes continued his hot streak he had yep. two hits today sowinsky had two hits two hits two walks today. Jack Jackie Wasowinski, <laughs> with yeah. two two for three with two walks. Uh Andy Rodriguez, two for four, he had some big hits and a walk. And then as mentioned Palacios two hits as well with a walk. So a lot of guys getting multiple hits, getting on base multiple times. I mean really the only people that didn't get hits today was Brian Reynolds, though so he did get two walks. And cover uh Connor Joe. Yeah, Connor Joe, who also got a walk. So everybody got on base,
1: though. I think the broadcast said Connor Joe had left like t- nine guys on base today. Um <laughs> it is what it is. We won, but um, yeah, no, it was <laughs> it, the the um, the offense was good, but also bad. <laughs> like, um, I feel like it, it was, was kinda, the I, I, I
0: most th- electrifying bad offense we've ever. There seen. we go. <laughs> Let's requote Jim on that. <laughs>
1: But um, I think this kind of solidifies because like, I was seeing going around how like people think walks are as good as a hit. I think this game kind of chucks that out the window. You know what I mean? Like, it's like we we were walking with runners in scoring position. We were walking all the day long. But then as soon as it came to hit, like, I think most of our runs came off of like ground outs and sacrifice flies. Speak
0: Besides the home to run.
1: Yeah. <laughs> not that we're calling anyone specifically out in the
0: discord or anything, but <laughs> yeah, not that it's getting all kinds of hate on Twitter for saying this, but but you're right again. Like this isn't hating on the walk, but like, this is why hitting the ball is still very important because you leave all these guys on base when you can't simply do that. Like you have to have some type of contact. Maybe you have to be able to hit the baseball, there is situational hitting. Like, you can't have bases loaded up there and just stand at the plate hoping for a walk.
1: Yeah. No, I agree. Um, And, you know, I, I, I don't just say they were looking for walks. I just think that when was the last time you saw four intentional walks in a game from one team?
0: Okay, a long time. Now think, when's the last time you saw it against the Pirates? Yeah. <laughs>
1: We're going back to the 1950s, probably. <laughs> <laughs> right. I actually do think the the, the recent Radio said I think it happened once in the 90s, like on the Bonds teams, and I think that makes a lot of sense.
0: Okay, I could see that. Again, we're talking about the 90s and a Bonds team. Yeah. <laughs> Not a Joshua Palacios team. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. Well. Josh
1: uh, Joshua Palacios might then as well again, be the next nice Barry bunch. Bonds. <laughs> <Thanks>. <laughs> But yeah, no, um, <laughs> no, overall, really nice. Like, you know, like, you know, Hayes, two hits, you know, Sawinski has been pretty consistent over the past week or so, week or two. I,
0: he has, I would say it's creeping to the two week part.
1: Uh, how long ago was that Royals game where he like hit the should have been home run, but it was like a literal inch away? Like,
0: uh, ever since then, well, that- he's been. He's been pretty decent. That would have been the first series before the Cardinals. So it would have been either two weeks or like a week and six days ago. So, yeah. So it's creeping up to like the two-week spot.
1: Yeah. And he's slowly trying to claim the best OPS in the team again. Like that's slowly climbing up. Reynolds' OPS is climbing up. Um, Hayes is climbing up. Like you are seeing like it's pretty sizable improvements from a decent amount of the roster, I'd say, in terms of hitting
0: absolutely I'm you know I'm I'm taking my words back that was my biggest frustration with this team is like the year-over-year year improvement that's why I, I kept kind of looking you know record-wise like where this team stacks up to last year and you know at the one point it was they were like the same same record at that point in time you know or one game more and, and, and the biggest thing and takeaway was the guys that have been on this team like we're not talking about the rookies coming up we're talking about the Swinskis and the Reynolds and uh um, you know, Hayes and stuff, like there's there was so much regression from them, and that was worrisome. Yeah. Like, especially heading into 2024, the guys that you're depending on that are here are regressing. That's kind of a problem, and then it just like like that just changed. I and mean, we saw Hayes just take off and be dominant. I mean, he's like he's playing MVP type level of baseball, yeah. you know, Reynolds really taking off, and, and like now you're seeing Swinski again for these past few weeks start performing better. So like, I would love to see more consistency out of it. Like I'd like to see someone finish the season doing this, but you're, you're right. It's very pleasant to see the guys who are here that you're depending on to get you wins this year, doing yeah. what they need to do.
1: And I think I'm a little worried just in terms of like the ceiling that these guys can hit. Cause I think there is a noticeable improvement in terms of like, you know, how many games were in. And I think the lineup, has a lot to do with, that, with guys improving. I'm a, I am don't know how much you can depend on them to improve more than they're already at, though, if that makes any sense. Yeah. Where, no, like, don't. if you roll into next year with a pretty similar lineup, I don't know how you win more than 82 games. And ideally, you're trying to make the playoffs next year, and 82 isn't going to cut it, even in this terrible division. Right. But
0: it's a start <laughs> considering where we part, were like, I think that's true, but I, th- you can probably expect more from Henry Davis. You can expect more from yeah. Andy. Like, like I, I do think there's more to be desired from the rookies because for the most part, they've all struggled. Yeah. They've all struggled this year, every single one of them, you know? And again, like that's even with his winning, it's not really coming from the young guys like yeah, the pirates aren't truly winning because they've called up the young players and they're helping this team. Like they're struggling. Mm-hmm. It's really the vets who are coming together and performing well, um, and then the young guys just being a little bit better than the terribles that were here. Like you know, Austin Hedges. But I digress. yes, <laughs> but yeah, really, you know, like I, 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 but I, I could definitely to... <laughs> see some improvement from them. And I mean, they're hitting the rookie yeah. struggles. Like this is kind of expected. This is kind of why you want the rookies to come up a little bit earlier. So they yeah, right. get those struggles out the way and they're hitting the stride the second half of the season. But yeah. again, I digress.
1: Yeah. And I mean, like, I guess, like, you, you will see improvement. Like, I don't think uh, Leo Piguero is going to continue to strike out that much. Henry Davis, I think, really just need to get comfortable playing right field and then handle major league sliders. Like, Andy still provides good defensive value as a catcher. So I think you can be like more patient with that bat as he develops. But, yeah, I, I guess, like, for me, I don't know if I look at any of these rookies and I think, star. You know what I mean? And the Pirates, as a, as it currently stands, still need, like, that star player. Someone you can always turn to and be reliant on. Not to say, like, a new McCutcheon, because I don't think anyone's going to replace Kutch, but, like, need someone like like that because Reynolds is good. He's not a superstar. Brian Hayes is good. He's not a superstar. We need like just one of these guys. (laughs) Listen, (laughs) if if Brian Hayes is hitting like he is all of next year, then he's a superstar. And, um, but until then, (laughs) I think we, I I think we just need some more star power.
0: No, that's, that's absolutely fair. Absolutely fair. So it's been solved though. Yeah. Solid. Intriguing, even no, no, not solid. It's been solved. Oh, solved. <laughs> yes, yes. Miguel Andujar has ah. a 745 OPS right now. <laughs> Miguel Andujar went one 4 today with a walk. Miguel Andujar is the answer. Ah, my bad. It's I'm okay. actually,
1: I'm actually like very upset that he's doing well, like even moderately well. Because you know, he's, if, he, if he keeps playing like this for the rest of the year. He's going to be brought back. He's not worth keeping around
0: for any reason. It's funny you say that, and I don't want to go in like a whole into our tangent, but I'm fine being wrong. I've been wrong. Like yeah. I have my my opinions on things, right? Comes with a reason I say, and if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. You know, and I would rather. The player be good and maybe wrong, right? Then maybe right, and they're bad 100%. But I feel like my I'm deeply rooted in my opinion about Anduar that he's bad. And it's not so much that I, I don't like I'm mad about this because I don't want to be wrong. It's the same thing like last year. We taught like we were fearful last year when he came on for like the last nine games that like for nine games, he's going to tear it up and they're going to say he's the answer. Mm-hmm. For first base. Now, luckily, they didn't. I mean, they did sign him, but didn't keep it. Out of that it's like the same feeling again. Like he's brought up at the end of the year, and it's like if he performs, are they going to be tricked? Are the Pirates going to be tricked into Miguel yeah. Andujar and say we have solved <laughs> our our position for next year with Miguel Andujar, and then he does Miguel Andujar things and things. So, like that's that's part of it. I feel you there. Like I, in a way, I don't because I feel like it's going to pay off in a bad way for the Pirates. Mm-hmm.
1: Well, like, like I will never like I, I I never like absolutely want the Pirates to lose. I I want all the Pirates players to be very good. Um, and listen, if Miguel Andohar suddenly finds like his renaissance next season, five years after the last time he's been even a MLB player, you know what? We'll be good for them. Ben, great sure. for Ben Sherrington for fixing him and getting us an MLB caliber player. But I do know this: the Pirates do not spend a lot of money, and so they're probably looking for market. Inefficiencies, and so if they think, oh, we've we we've, we've seen from Miguel and DeHart the last few weeks in the season, that's a good enough fourth or third outfielder. We don't need to spend any money there. I feel like that's really going to come to bite us next season, right? Pers- yeah, because then you know, like the first base market's so bad, you're probably looking at putting him at first base. Um. Using him as a fourth, I just don't think he has a place on this roster, which is crazy because the roster is not that good.
0: Yep, yep, yep. But at any rate, hey, he has again, I got to, I say many times like credit where credit's due. Yeah, he has been performing lately, as ugly as his swing looks and as terrible as the pitch is that he ends up making contact with. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. He has been performing, like I jokingly said, the discord, I was like, he is. Of Vlad Senior, if Vlad Senior was bad at baseball, because like you see the pitches and you're like, "How did he hit that?" Yeah. <laughs> you're the only
1: person on earth who has compared Miguel Andujar to Vlad Ger- Vladimir. Guerrero. There it is. That's what you get
0: from this. Vlad Senior, and Miguel Andujar, they're the same player. Exactly. Yeah, carbon copy. But yeah, um,
1: no, very happy. He, like, I, I am happy that he is helping the Pirates win baseball games. And mm-hmm. I'm sure he's a very nice dude. And if he gets a career gun, awesome.
0: I don't really think it's going to happen though. Yep. Yep. So any anyway, rate, pirates play. It, it was a good, it was a fun game. It pirates was will play again tomorrow. Uh, so far the series is split. They got two more. So tomorrow won't decide the series per se, but uh, yeah, it was nice. You know, it seemed as if today was like the opposite of yesterday. Yesterday, the Nationals took advantage of the Pirates' bad pitching efforts. Today, the Pirates took advantage of the Nationals' bad pitching efforts. Capitalized 5 yeah. 1 victory. Very uh, nice. And there you go. Pirates game. 67 and 78. So, like, they're three wins away from 70 wins right now. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> Come on, Neil. <laughs> Find the small victory. The, the, the bar is so
1: low. <laughs> yeah, no, it, it has been a sizable improvement this year, you know? Um, yeah. Nice Kenny relaxing. Here, nice relaxing wins in September don't come by us very often. So, well, very fair. Can't wait to talk. Uh, about Kenny the does lots. state
0: so. Mackey states that Selby will be the opener for tomorrow, and Quinn Priester, who was added to the taxi squad today, will be the ball getting guy. However, you want to call it. Well, so uh, nice be, seeing uh. Quinn back. He's improved a bit. No more. Two seamer, a little more velocity. So he'll definitely be something to be intrigued on. See what he looks like back in the MLB. Yep.
1: And I and I will be on tomorrow to discuss the nine to five loss.
0: Stop it. <laughs> <laughs> but that's right. You will be on. So I you'll be on, be on tomorrow
1: on. with uh Cody, with, correct? With Jim, I believe. Cody's got Thursday. Oh, yeah, that's right. Thursday's a day game. Yeah. Because yeah. I can't do day games anymore. I have to work. That's
0: right. So there it is. So, yeah, tomorrow you and Jim will be on talking about. Oh, no, the, it's Doug. Uh... I'm sorry, Doug. It's Doug. Oh, okay. Oh, well, Doug's on. That's definitely a win. Oh, wait, wait. Never no, mind. No,
1: no, I. I... <laughs> yeah, that's no, right. The, the Neil Doug combination would have us win
0: 95 games a year. <laughs> there you go. Book it for all the betters. <laughs> no financial advice. I'm just saying we see who's in the post game tomorrow. All right, let's get out of here. This is going off the rails. (laughs) Appreciate everyone for watching. We'll see you guys tomorrow. Bye-bye.
1: Hey, you all. Thank you for watching. I
0: know we try to provide the most entertaining content that we can, uh, and we'd love to spread it to as many people as possible. So uh, I know it doesn't seem like a lot, but if
1: you could take the five seconds to like this video and subscribe to the page, it helps out so much more than you know. Thank you and let's go bucks.